Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Five Red Lights Formula One podcast. Quickly, please don't forget to rate this podcast where available and be sure to follow our social media at Five Red Lights Podcast on Instagram and at Five Red Lights F1 on Twitter. Five Red Lights is a podcast about all things Formula One, specialising in Mazepin bashing and just generally abusing Bottas. Speaking of abusing Bottas, in this episode I'm going to talk about the likelihood of him being fired this year, obviously to make place for George Russell over Williams. Now, um, I've decided to talk about this for a few reasons. First of all, um, I think it was Sky Sports Italy or Sky Sports Italia, if you're from over there. Um, apparently they were saying, or I mean, you know you know how rumours are in F1, apparently there is a plan in place to announce George Russell's replacing of Valtteri Bottas at the British Grand Prix weekend, um, which would be fitting considering George is, you know, English. However... I um, can't see it, you know, it, it, that feels a bit off for Mercedes. Um, however, talking about it gives me an opportunity to do two things that I love. Um, one of which is to hype up George Russell and the other of which is to chat shit about Valtteri Bottas and I can do both of those for a very long time, but I won't keep you that long. Now, Russell has been a Mercedes, like teams like Red Bull and Renault, to an extent, Ferrari, they are very established junior um, driver academies. You know, like Red Bull have l- multiple drivers in Formula 2. You've got Vips, Lawson, Deruvula, um, Alpine have like Piastri, Joe, who else? Is it Lungard? Maybe. If I've forgotten you and you're an Alpine youth driver and you're listening to this, I am sorry. Um, but and Ferrari obviously have Schwartzman and Armstrong and that but Mercedes have never really been one for driver academies I suppose you don't need a driver academy to groom drivers to drive for you when you've won seven championships in a row now George has been a Mercedes junior since 2017 or just before he started in Formula 2 which he won, in, which he won in his rookie year of course because George is amazing um, but a Mercedes Mercedes tend to like if, if a driver is a Mercedes junior they they, they believe in them heavily like um, Red Bull especially in the lower formulas they do they do just kind of hand out or it feels that way they do just kind of hand out um, sponsorship and academy slots because for example you've got if you think about if you think about the sheer number of ex Red Bull youth drivers knocking about you've got so just in Formula 1 you've got Ricardo Verstappen Sainz you've got Gasly and you've got Sonoda um, that's like a quarter of the grid or more then obviously you've got Kvyat um, you've got all the drivers in Formula 2 you've got the drivers in Formula 3 you've got Albon as well even though well he was he was a Red Bull driver when he, in his youth and then he got fired and then they rehired him um, but basically what I'm saying is there is a lot of them and when it comes to Mercedes drivers not so much so Mercedes putting their faith in Russell was a show of confidence and obviously he, he repaid that by winning the championship in Formula 2 in his rookie year but um, it does show something and then obviously on the other hand um, you've got Bottas who is actually managed by Toto Wolff he Toto Wolff used to be heavily involved in Williams um, and he played a role in bringing Bottas 
into Williams. And you know, to be fair to him, Bottas wasn't bad at Williams. He got the odd podium before Williams went off a cliff. Um, crashed into a few people, you know. Actually, when he was driving for Williams, he did actually crash into Hamilton. And in that one split-second decision, he showed more balls than he has done since 2017 while he's been driving for Mercedes. Speaking of Bottas driving for Mercedes, um, I don't think it's a particularly massive leap um, in judgment to assume that Toto Wolff being involved in his management and Nico Rosberg's sudden retirement um, and probably a bit of panic played a bit of a role in Bottas being brought in as a wingman to Hamilton and that phrase wingman is potentially the number one reason why Bottas should not be in that seat like there is a certain I suppose almost a responsibility if he he is in the best car on the grid he has been in maybe okay this year questionable the last four years three years 2017 18 19 24 years he has been in the best car on the grid there's, there's literally you cannot question that however he's he's never he's never shown any performances that seem to warrant his position as like if you're if Lewis Hamilton best driver on the grid I don't or most like most if you if you had to put someone in a car to win a race sure Verstappen is exciting and etc but if you wanted that race to be won it would be Hamilton you put in the car for that reason I'm saying he's the best driver on the grid if you're the teammate to the best driver on the grid that is a massive vote of confidence from the people who put you in that car and there's got to be at least something special about you to repay that and there just doesn't seem to be that about Bottas like you know in when was it was it Russia when um Toto called him Russia a few years ago when Toto called him a wingman like yes he is exactly who Mercedes want to be in that car and Bottas knows that he's in a very privileged position to be in that car I'm genuinely not sure he talks about the fact that he thinks he's like as good as anyone else I don't think he believes in himself that he can win a world championship and he's just happy to be in that car which is why when Mercedes say to give Lewis a toe or to move aside for Lewis or to take the least favourable pit, pit stop strategy to cover off Lewis he's willing to do it because he wants to spend as many years as possible getting one or two lucky wins a season in that car however the problem is if you don't have any mate like so if you're if the reason you're in that car is because of your reputation for being a good teammate and the reason you are a good teammate just inherently because of the way f1 works to be a good teammate you need to be up there with your teammates so hamilton in p1 bottas in p2 that is a perfect scenario they know that bottas is going to do a very good job of letting hamilton win the race however if mercedes do not have the most competitive car every single week like they have done in the past that's not going to cut it anymore like the last few races we've seen Bottas has been absolutely nowhere Imola nowhere Baku absolutely nowhere Monaco I mean yes it wasn't his fault that he didn't finish but in other races as well he's just been absolutely there's no there's no spark obviously it's fresh in the memory and having the only cars to finish behind you be a Williams with a 30 second penalty the two Hasses who are driving like bloody road cars that's how slow they are and your teammate who crashed who went off at the first corner having those be the only cars 
who finished behind you in what is arguably the second best car on the grid, joint first, depending on track, you know what I mean? That is just, it's not going to cut it for Mercedes. And maybe with the new regulations coming in, Mercedes aren't certain that they're going to have the best car next year. You know, they did start development on the next regs car before the other teams because they could afford to do it and I'm not saying that that's the reason they've fallen off this year it's because of the regulation changes and stuff so Mercedes 2022 car is going to be a good car but there's no guarantee that they're going to be miles and miles ahead of everyone like they haven't in the past and when you are miles and miles ahead of people a nice compliant teammate is what you need but if you think you might actually have to do some competing and a bit of racing like for example Bottas stuck behind the car in Imola, like he was getting, he was about to be overtaken by George Russell. Um, Hamilton gets, um, goes off, gets back on track. Obviously, he's helped out by the red flag, but he fought his way back through to P2. There was absolutely no sign of Bottas doing that. Yeah, tracks are different, etc. The track conditions are different, but still, the point, the point, mate, the point as it carries a bit of weight. Essentially, if Mercedes fear that they're gonna have to actually fight for it in the next few years they know that Bottas is not the man to have in that car because he just will not get his elbows out Max Verstappen has when if he wants to overtake someone he doesn't just get his elbows out he has razor blades on his elbows he's going for it Russell and obviously you don't get to see him overtaking people all that often I do question like at Imola yes they had their crash and arguably it was slightly more Russell's fault than Bottas depending on you know but I'm not sure you'd have seen Bottas if the roles were reversed in a Will- if Bottas in a Williams and Russell in a Mercedes. I don't think you'd see Bottas making that move. So, arguably, Russell is the man Mercedes need. Yes, he might, you know, he's going to affect their star boy in Lewis Hamilton. He might put up more of a fight. If what we saw in Bahrain last year, or Sakir when he was in the car, um, he's definitely going to be, he's definitely got more about him than Bottas. He's a quality driver, obviously, just seeing what he can do in that Williams. That Everyone in that team respects him. He's obviously good with development and setup and stuff. And if he can bring everything that Bottas brings to the table and a bit of spark on a Sunday, more of a spark on a Sunday, then I don't really see any reason that they wouldn't want to do the switch. And then I suppose that leads on to why should Russell be in that car? Arguably, you know, the Williams, the, that car is not good. Um... It's better than it has been since he's been in it the last two seasons. Um, obviously, he outperforms it every Saturday, drags it into Q2. Q2, you know, comes 15th. He might as well just reserve that starting slot on the grid for him because he's 15th practically every race at the start. But he still manages to drag it into Q2. He outperforms his car arguably every week. Yes, they have. there has been chances where George Russell could have scored points in his Williams and he bottled it and he didn't score the points. I do not think that that should necessarily stand against him. If you think, I mean, it's only his third year in F1, okay? And the, the car's an absolute dog. Yes, there was his mistakes at Imola last season and stuff, but they put him in that Mercedes and he was, what was it like? two tenths off Bottas's pole time and I think in the race he overtook him three times that that shows something that's why Mercedes put their faith in him when he was in Formula 2 they know that he's an amazing racer obviously I'm not coming out and saying that he's up there with Hamilton but he's definitely above Bottas in terms of you know talent and just willingness to get it done personally I think a driver that regularly outperforms 
the worst slash second worst car on the grid deserves to be in a Mercedes over a driver that repeatedly underperforms in what has been the best or the second best this season car on track. Now, obviously, um, Mercedes have had two aggressive fast drivers in their car before in 2016 um, and 2014, 2015, 2016, and it did lead to a few, you know, spicy moments, and they won't want to repeat that. But I mean, besides that little incident in Imola, I don't think Russell's shown any sort of the um, aggression that Rosberg showed towards Hamilton and Hamilton showed towards Rosberg. I also think Hamilton's matured since then, obviously. I mean, it feels weird. He's a lot older than me saying he's matured, but like, if you if you think about old Hamilton and compare him to new Hamilton, he's a lot different. Um, so I don't actually think, I don't think that having two fast drivers in that Mercedes would be a volatile thing. Um, I think they'd both be all right, and also you've got to consider that they want to get Russell in that Willie. They want to get Russell in that Mercedes because he's not going to hang around in a Williams forever. He knows how good he is. He's looking at the people who he came up with. You've got so I mean, obviously he never really came up with Verstappen, but they're similar ages. Verstappen's winning races. He's leading the championship. Norris is getting podiums, and he's in a McLaren team that are on the rise. I mean, obviously Alex Albon didn't quite work out. And then, I mean, Latifi's his teammate, but um, Latifi's not on that level. Um, Russell's not going to hang around waiting to be put in a Mercedes forever. And if another offer comes along, and Mercedes don't have if Mercedes don't have him in that car next year or the year after, and another offer comes along, I don't think it will be long until Russell gets annoyed and takes it. So they've also got to consider because he's he, he will not just sit around and wait. And also, they can't afford to have Russell leave their system and Hamilton decide to retire because they've lost two talents. And then they will have to rely on a bloody Bottas. And like, if that'll turn Toto Wolf grey, that thought. So if I were Mercedes, and obviously I'm not, I would put Russell in that car next season. It's new regs. It needs to be done. Anyway. Some people might not agree with me, um, and those people are wrong. But um, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, rate the podcast, please. Um, please follow us on Instagram at Five Red Lights Podcast and on Twitter at Five Red Lights F1. If only to abuse me about how wrong I've been, um, it's still appreciated. Thanks for listening, and the next episode will be released on Friday, a, free, a preview of the French Grand Prix. I'll try not to fall asleep while recording it, however, no promises. Thank you.